So our scripture reading this morning comes from, uh, we got two different chapters, Deuteronomy 6, chapters 4 through 9, and John 15, chapters 1 through 8. Listen, O Israel, the Lord is our God and the Lord alone, and you must love the Lord your God with all your hearts, all your soul, and all your strength. You must commit yourselves wholeheartedly to these commands that I am giving you today. Repeat them again and again to your children. Talk about them when you are at home and when you are on the road, when you are going to bed and when you are getting up. Tie them to your hands and wear them on your forehead as reminders. Write them on the doorposts of your, home, of your house and on your gates. And John, I am the true grapevine, and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch of mine that does not produce fruit and prunes the branches that do bear fruit, so they will produce even more. You have already been pruned and purified by the message I have given you. Remain in me, and I will remain in you. For a branch cannot produce fruit if it is severed from the vine, and you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. Yes, I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who remain in me, and I in them, produce much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Anyone who does not remain in me is thrown away like a useless branch and withers. Such branches are gathered into a pile to be burned. But if you remain in me and my words remain in you, you may ask for anything you want and it will be granted. When you produce much fruit, you are my true disciples. This brings great glory to my Father. Thank you for downloading our podcast. Make sure to subscribe to get new ones every week. And don't forget to check out First Methodist Sweetwater's website and social media. Now, here is Pastor Ryan Strebeck. Is it fair to say, you know, here we are a twelfth of the way through the year, uh, that many of our New Year's resolutions have sort of faded? Is that a nice way of saying that? I don't know. Y'all are probably all much more on top of things than I am. But, um, you know, as our resolutions fade uh, and we consider sort of the invitations that we've been discussing and celebrating uh, throughout January in relation to following Jesus, you know, what does it look like to recognize and to hear a call uh, we, we, we imagine ourselves on, on the shoreline going about our business in our office, in our fishing boats, wherever we are, and Jesus walking by and calling our name as we have listened to the stories and wondered what it is that God is calling us to do, and more importantly, primarily, who is God calling us to be? And so we've been considering what will be our response this year to the call of Jesus. And so we're given a lot of time in the service today for us to respond by doing something really particular. And we're all going to do it in a little bit different way today. But I think the key for me in really narrowing down on what we can do, you know, because we, we just tend to put so much effort into things. And we're always thinking that the answer is trying harder. And certainly sometimes trying harder is important in those things. But usually in the spiritual life, in the life of faith, trying harder will sometimes just get us in a hole that we have a harder time getting out of. 
And so the key in usually in following Jesus is, is a little bit less try and a little more surrender, a little more offering ourselves. And I think one of, the, one of my favorite verses in Scripture that kind of illuminates this is St. Paul in Romans 12. And he says, uh, I appeal to you, brothers and sisters. He's really, in, in, in view of God's mercy, of everything that we know about God, and we spent all these 11 chapters up holding up the mercy of God, that God is not deterred by our lives. He's not deterred by our mistakes. He's not deterred by our sins, but thanks be to God, you know, he was, he was, he's been present in Jesus, reconciling us uh, in the world to himself, and, and it's just all of these things to celebrate. And so Paul says, in view of God's mercy, offer your bodies as a living sacrifice. Make an offering of all that you are. Take your whole life and lay it down at the altar. And he says, for this is your spiritual act of worship. When we offer ourselves, we offer our bodies as a living sacrifice. Paul says, this is an offering that is pleasing it's pleasing to God. And we so many times wonder, well, what do I have? And what do I, you know, who am I? And what can I do? And, and it's the offering of ourselves. It's the, as Shane said, it's the simplest thing in the world. But sometimes it's the one thing that we struggle to really let go of. We make offerings every day, all day long to all sorts of things. We give our hearts to things. We lean into words from all sorts of places. And it's in these moments in the simplicity of these passages of Scripture that we remember, oh, yeah. It's very basic, right? Hear, O Israel, the Lord your God is one, or the Lord is Lord alone. Uh, when Amberly and I served in uh, a little town of Shallow Water, Texas, uh, there was a, a pastor at the African-American church there, and Pastor Monica, and she would pray, and she would start our prayers, and she would say, Lord, or God, you is God all by yourself. You know, <laughs> you, you don't need any help. There's no competition. You are the Lord alone. You're God all by yourself. That's a hero Israel. The Lord your God is one. And in response to that, we give our lives. Not only do we offer our own lives, we offer the lives of our children, right? This is the whole deal about, you know, familiarize yourself with these words. Let these words be the words that sink into your heart so that when you're talking to your kids at dinner, when you're walking down the pathway, when you're going to and from work and to and from school, and when you're tucking them in at night, these are the words that they're going to hear because they're the ones that are deep, within our souls, that are deep within our heart. These are the words that we depend on, that we lean on for life. And so naturally, we're going to share those with our kids. And that will make all the difference. And then when our kids ask later on in the chapter, when they ask, you know, mom, dad, why do we have these words? What are these words, these things that God commanded us? Why are they so important? Why do we spend so much time learning these things? And then moreover, why do we spend time doing these things? And, and Moses tells the people, he says, when your kids ask that, and they will, what you tell them is you say, now, kids, you've got to remember that we were slaves in Egypt. There was this guy, Pharaoh, and we were in bad shape, and we needed rescue. And so thanks be to God, he came to our rescue, and he freed us from the oppression of the Egyptians, and we are looking for a new life. And God gave us new life, and these commandments instead of the ones that were imposed on us by Pharaoh. And we, as we're telling our kids, of course, we never lived geographically in Egypt for 420 years. That's not part of our story. But we know all about bondage. We know all about slavery. And so we tell our kids, hey, we used to be enslaved to X, Y, and Z. 
And God in his mercy freed us from those things. And he has given us new life and new hope. And we can give all of ourselves to this and know that it's a trustworthy thing and that God will care for us as only God can do. So as we consider God's mercy in this season, we consider God's call, as we consider the invitation to follow Jesus, uh, I just want to hold up again and invite you to respond. What will be our response? The first call is simply to belong. And we're going to celebrate that and give great visual for that in the sacrament of baptism in just a moment, where we remember that before we ever do anything for God or we have any idea that we want to pursue God, we remember that God pursued us first, that God always takes that first step. That's the great news about following Jesus is when we find our feet on the pathway, we look back and go, I don't remember taking that first step. I don't remember in my own volition just stepping out there. And we realize Someone placed our feet on that path in mercy and in grace. And we just look back and go, how did I get to this point? God's goodness is strong. Got me started. And then as we begin to take those steps, we realize that another call in our lives, not just to belong, but to become. Who is God calling us to become as individuals, as families, as the church? Who are we called to become? What will we be in the world that so desperately needs to know this story and know this news. Who are we going to become? So what is our response today? Are we prepared to offer our very lives as a living sacrifice in the hope and the faith that they will be pleasing to God, that that offering will make all the difference? If we only do one thing this entire year and our main focus is to offer our lives to the living God, what if that would be the one place that we would never be disappointed? What if that would be the one place that we could find the life that we've looked for and longed for and wondered about? What if through less effort and more surrender, we find what we've been searching for? So I invite you in the various responses that are next to just consider what's that one step, that one way that I can lay my life down today in this moment as I look ahead to the rest of this year and this season of my life. Let's pray. God, we are so grateful for your mercy. And in view of your mercy, we ask that you would give us grace to offer our very lives. We have a deep burning inside of us to know that we belong to you. Thank you for the reminders of that today. And as we find ourselves safe and secure in your presence and your family, would you continue to speak to us about who you're calling us to be, about the work that you're calling us to do in your kingdom? Would you give us the strength and the hope that we need, the faith to step out and to take that endeavor on as well? And we ask it in Jesus' name, amen. Thank you.